1952, Wayne Phillips was a reporter for the New York Times and was attending Columbia University's Russian Institute. It was here that Phillips was approached by a representative of the CIA. A man offered to ensure Phillips a posting in Moscow if he were to agree to be helpful to the agency while there. Phillips was wary of the offer and expressed his doubts on an American journalist cooperating with the clandestine intelligence agency. The representative attempted to put Phillips' doubts to rest by mentioning that the CIA had a working relationship with the Times' then-publisher, Arthur Hayes Salzberger, and had other reporters on their payroll. It wouldn't be until 1973 when documents were revealed during the Church Committee investigations into the activities of the CIA that the public would begin to learn just how the CIA was utilizing these reporters as foreign assets in their war of ideologies. This case file join the theorists as they open your eyes to the secret world of spy guys in Operation Mockingbird. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 204 Operation Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Bird. Yeah. 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 Mocking Bird. Don't everybody have you heard? Have you heard? She's gonna buy me a mocking bird. She's gonna buy me a mocking bird. And if that mocking bird don't sing, don't sing. She's gonna buy me a diamond ring. Diamond ring. I'm Brayden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. That was a magnificent rendition. Yeah. Fantastic. To say the least. It's (laughs) fucking two parts of the purple wizards here. (laughs) <laughs> Two parts of the Purple Wizards. What do you want from us? Yeah. Professionals. Come on. Buddy, you just outed us. We're supposed to be like Daft Punk. <laughs> they know. Well, They've heard these sultry voices before. They can recognize them. Daft Again. Punk has released songs, though. You guys are definitely daft. So we, I, I thought we were on Spotify. Did they drop us, too, off that? They dropped the Purple Wiz? I got rid of everything affiliated with any they member of the, the show. They dropped the Purple Wiz. God damn it, Dan. You had to say all those racist things and get us kicked off Spotify? <laughs> God damn it. Uh. Uh, what you and the that f- horse dewormer just some couldn't keep quiet about it, eh? Extremely hot takes. You know? <laughs> Too hot to handle. Uh, we got, I got, um, one second, there's some fucking bullshit going on here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, what the fuck? The following announcement has been paid for by alien theorists Illuminati. They're back. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Your ass better come! <laughs> Brayden, oh. Zell, Dan, oh, Andrew, Byron, Scott. Holy Mr. cow, there's no way you guys make any money on this podcast. You guys got enough people yeah, on here. Why don't you get gun. some more people? He's Maybe hire some aliens or something. <laughs> no, but really, hey, it's badass Billy Gunn. Hey, I want to <laughs> congratulate you on 200 episodes of your podcast. Um, this is actually sent to me to send to you, to send to everybody from ATI. Yes, guys. he is congratulating you also on 200 episodes. I guess he's an alien <laughs> theorist. 
whatever you call those things. But anyway, congrats, guys. Maybe one day you'll make this podcast good and put badass Billy Gunn on there because I make things better. And yeah, Mr. Conspiracy, suck this. <laughs> That's yes. hilarious. Well, you heard it. Billy Gunn said it. Mr. Ed said it. Sorry. Suck it, conspiracy. Oh. Suck it. Damn. Oh. That's funny. Oh, Cons- dude. Conspiracy's going to love that show, though. Ooh, I guarantee boy. you honestly? conspiracy is having flashbacks of his childhood of all the suckets he got growing up. Uh, honestly, is it bad that I'm a little I'm a little envious that he didn't give me the suck it? No, not. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I kind of. I mean, you know. hey, I'm going to be honest here. That's the OG Cheeks. That's your yeah. fucking mentor, Braden. That's Big yeah. Daddy Cheeks right big there. Daddy Daddy, that's Mr. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's big. The fa- his finisher was the famouser. We got ourselves such a secret society that somehow just gets wrestlers to send us messages. <laughs> that's that's, the, WWE's that's what are. they're up to. <laughs> maybe the ATI, is, like maybe they're wrestlers. Mm. Alien wrestlers. I mean, we did have Raven on the show Briefly. For, uh, briefly. Real, bl- real brief. Real, real briefly. Still fucking cool, though. It was still sweet. That's cool. We never really um, followed up. I'm sure we could get, get him back, but... Badass Billy Gunn. That's dope. So dope. Um, well, thanks, ATI, for that. Yeah. But stop. I've had enough of the computer hacks. Yeah, they shut me down in After Hours last week, too. They just... It take, like, I get a video pop-up, and everything is, is controlled remotely, and they just take over my screen. I don't... Appreciate some it. High, so we got some high tech. What if they fucking, out there. is it the is it the randomatron? Hmm. Is he running ATI? Maybe he. Well, it's not a he. It's an it. She's. It's a. It? I don't it's know. An entity. I don't know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I'm, I'm, I might have to give a call over to Hysteria Fifty One. See if that's their fucking conspiracy bot come over. They're <laughs> raiding that motherfucker show. in because we're not going to have that shit. No robotic shit here. They better rain <laughs> T bot in because if he's fucking. Traversing over, no, we're, uh, we're, we're going to have legal fly. battles. Yeah. Anyways, I guess I'm back now. So. Brent, John, this is your notice. <laughs> <laughs> you've been put. You've been served. All right, back to the case file. There we go. <laughs> Let's go. Operation uh, Mockingbird. This is an interesting one. Well, they're all interesting ones, but this one's one of those ones where it's like, you know, trust well, thy government, and then the were government. They all interesting. Is, we talked about a lighthouse one time. That one fucking sucked. I love the I love the lighthouse one. <laughs> What's that guy's name again? Colin. He sucked. You, Colin. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Come on, blew Colin. It. Um, we didn't forget Colin. Yeah, you think we forgot? We didn't forget. <laughs> but this is one of those ones where it's like you know, you point like I point to looking into when people are like, yeah, you know, the, the government comes out and says this. And I'm like, well, you know. They also, you know, they wouldn't do it. It's illegal. They wouldn't do this. Well, it's like, well, hey. you're about to find out that you know sometimes with uh, unlimited, uh, like a blank check and no oversight, just do whatever the fuck they want. You can get so, without done. further ado, let's get into it. So, if you're talking about Project or Operation Mockingbird, it's actually two separate things. So, you have Project Mockingbird. And you have Operation Mockingbird. Now, Project Mockingbird refers to a telephone tapping of two news journalists from syndicated news column by the CIA in 1963. Now, we didn't find out about the actual 
tapping of the phones until there was a declassification of about 700 pages uh, of a report that came out during the church committee investigation, which we've talked about before. The church committee was the big investigation that brought MK things like MK ultra, like midnight climax, like all the crazy shit that the CIA did back in there. Brought a um, little oversight. Yeah. I kind of said, why are we guys giving you all this money and what have you been doing with it? And all, what all of this shit isn't completely insane. Basically, uh, it was basically it was. What do you mean you want to look at our books? Yeah, pretty much. Dude, it's always <laughs> af- long after either these guys are long retired or most of them are deceased. <laughs> like that's when you. That's when all the shit comes out. Um, it, it, this 700 page report, if you want to read the original one, is published like on the CIA website. It was a you know people have requested many times. It's also known as the Family Jewels. Uh, so it's a big report of all the kind of crazy stuff, documents, uh, testimonies, memos, all of that shit that came out during the church committee. And then there's also subsequent investigations after that. So what kicked off the investigation and why the CIA felt like they had to tap these two specific journalists was that the New York Times actually published a front page story about the vulnerabilities of Soviet land-based missiles. Um, The reporter that had published this article was named Harry Baldwin. Now, Harry Baldwin is actually kind of pretty much this dude, from what I read about him, was uh, like an OG. Is he, he's one of the many Baldwin brothers, right? I think they just, the brothers, they just span <laughs> the, the test of time, right? He's, he's the, the oldest, oldest Baldwin. The Baldwin Is that correct? No, he just, he's uh, split into the separate Baldwins. Like once yeah. he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the one that was in Flintstones, isn't he? When it's when Steven. Alec and, and then Steven do the fusion dance, they make <laughs> Harry Baldwin. Harry Baldwin, yeah. <laughs> Um, from what I learned about Harry Baldwin, Harry Baldwin was very much a well-known figure uh, within the intelligence and defense community in the United States government. Like they knew about him. They knew what he did. He was a, a reporter that the New York Times gave him a lot of leeway. He pretty much did whatever the fuck he wanted. It wasn't like he really reported and he just kind of wrote whatever he wanted. They gave him the leeway to write about whatever he wanted. He's got diplomatic immunity of journalism. Pretty much. Whatever the fuck he wanted. Um, he formed a lot of relationships with the higher ups. Like he was kind of in with just about everybody at the, like the head honchos of the Pentagon. He was really known for never really spending a lot of time, uh, with like the smaller, uh, like people like, you know, the really low level things. He always went straight to the top. He'd be like sitting in a, you know, in the defense secretary or like a director's office, just like hanging out when they showed up and they're like, God damn it. Like (laughs) when this guy showed up, they're like, <laughs> yeah, because it's like he was always seemingly, you know, he had really good questions. And sometimes it seemed if, you know, he had really, really good sources. Uh, so he would be a, you know, a constant thorn in some of these guys' thigh or side, thigh, wherever. Both It's going to be shitty either way. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah either way. So we'll the article, uh, what they were most concerned about is not necessarily that it was publishing these. Uh, what the article made clear was that the Soviet land-based missiles were basically soft targets at the point. Like at this point, the Soviets hadn't really built a lot of like underground missile bunkers. Like they didn't have a bunch of like the, you know, like the Nike missile sites that we had that they're buried way deep in the ground, basically hindering their ability to make like a first, like if we were to strike first, we would have the, you know, you would be able to potentially knock out a majority of their able to, to their capability to make a second strike. Right. Now, the article showed a lot of this. It didn't say exactly how 
the United States government had gone about gathering the information about how they had gotten it. But it did obviously uh, draw on a lot of intelligence that was being gathered by the U.S. satellite program called Corona. Now, Corona was like a it was Dope. a it was a satellite imaging things. They had just put these these satellites up uh in 19 i think it was like 1960 and this <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's they put the satellites up after like within months after dwight eisenhower had agreed not to send any more u2s across the soviet <laughs> union <laughs> and they're like, yeah sure no more u2s don't worry about it it's like two more don't need two them more. anymore quick two more couple more <laughs> don't tell anyone so this the cia actually was um John F. Kennedy apparently had a habit or a really a kind of routine in the morning where when as soon as he woke up, he would read all of the newspapers uh, that were public nationally public like national publications um, all over the United States. So, you know, Washington Post, New York Times, um, the Western publications and things like this. And then he would have a, he would take that information and then he would ask all of his cabinet members, like had they seen the stories that were within, like within that had been published. Therefore he would gauge the intelligence that they had. Like he would kind of base, you know, base right. judgments, which I think is a pretty good thing. It's like, have you heard about this? And if they said no, then he'd be like, why the fuck haven't you heard about it? And it's in the Washington post. Makes sense. You know, yeah. I, it's like, it's like basically he's like, we should be ahead of all of this. We should yeah. be in front of all of this because this is coming from us. Yeah. Why is this information in the newspaper and you didn't know that it's in the newspaper, essentially? Um, so at this time, John F. Kennedy's brother, Robert Kennedy, yeah. was also the attorney general. Why the are we in the news again? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we? And I, I I think it's been commented on by a couple of like historians and stuff where, um, you know, the, the Kennedy brothers apparently kind of had this relationship where it would be like if John got if Jack got worked up about something, then he would call Robert over at the uh, at the, you know, the Justice Department. And essentially they would work each other up. And then, you know, Robert would be like, yeah, well, let's go. Hey, let's go fuck him up. Like, you know, that's whatever. That's kind of <laughs> what they did, I suppose. And um it like John JFK asked Robert apparently to bring in the FBI to investigate where Baldwin was getting his information because this was like somebody was to him. He considered this like a dangerous leak. He felt like somebody's leaking information from our secret programs. We need to find out who it is. You need to lean on the FBI to tell them to go start investigating this shit. That's kind of where they were coming from was a matter of national security. Right. He's like, so, what's so up? In, in their minds. I want Harry Baldwin's head on a platter. <laughs> and so, according to declassified documents, um, the director of central intelligence at the time, who was John McCone, ordered warrantless wiretaps uh, on at least two reporters that they ended up doing, a, you know, they sent out a lot of investigators before. It wasn't just like they they figured out it was these two. There was like months of investigation uh, trying to question people, showing up at like reporters' offices and stuff. Like FBI, you know, basically your G-men showing up at all these offices and being like, why, you know, we need to ask you a couple questions. You know, men in black, real type shit. And then they kind of zoomed in or they kind of homed in on the two reporters who were Robert S. Allen and Paul Scott. 
Wait, so they asked, they asked the FBI to do this, but the CIA did it in the end? Well, the FBI did most of like the legwork. Like the, the FBI went in and did the investigations and things like this. And then the CIA ended up well, going no, in at and a time, phones. No, at a, there, there came a time when the FBI is like, listen, <laughs> there's lines we'll cross and there's just some lines we won't cross. And the CIA's like lift there. They're like, we'll cross them. Over here, <laughs> over here, we'll cross them. Everybody knows if you have a three-letter organization, you're fucking, you, you're good. Nothing can happen. You got diplomatic immunity. It's all good. Do whatever the fuck you want. It's evident. So the FBI does the legwork. They're like, it might be these two guys and see it, but they're like, we're not going to tap their phones. Yeah, but so. we're not going to tap their phones. Like, yeah, we're, so we're not going like, to do yeah, that. We'll do it. No and worries. the CIA was like, yeah, we'll do it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck it. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> want to do some... <laughs> You want to do some DMT or some shit? Yeah, you want to drop. <laughs> you want to come watch this guy? We're gonna drug him and before we do it. We're gonna drug him and put him with a hooker. You want to come watch? We'll do the tap right after. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I don't think we gotta drug it. We don't have to drug him and, and put the hookers in. Just, just tap the phones. Uh, like, sure, yeah. sure. But we're gonna LS, do it anyways. Yeah. Pure yeah. LSD, so, man. Pure LSD. It's not <laughs> as fun, but I guess. I guess we could just tap the phones. <laughs> we we said it like in the pre-show where I what we were talking. I said. uh, like the CIA in this time really kind of reminded me of that, like of Wolf of Wall Street movie where it's like, it was just, it seemed like pandemonium. <laughs> like, you just dropping like, acid and ripping Coke and just being no like, rules. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to watch this guy bang this hooker on LSD. Tap the, right? phones! Tap the phones. Tap all the Tap phones. Tap all the phones. <laughs> um, Woo. You know what my favorite part about that is though? It's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna illegally tap these reporters' phones to find out what's going on. And then like, cause when was this when they initially did this? This is what, early 60s? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it wasn't it wasn't until the 70s we're like, wait, wait, why don't we why don't we do this to all the fucking organized crime mafioso motherfuckers and and you know, install Rico and bust like bust all these fucking guys like let's start with innocent reporters yeah. and then we'll go against the worst criminals on you know plaguing fucking america yeah start with the start with the free press we'll work our way up to uh, criminal mobs in the future yeah, well, like, man this the cia this time though was like dude they were big dick swinging because they basically had a blank check from the government the cold war was heated up and they had their like their only rules were like for pr protect like to protect America from the Soviets like that's and, and they, yeah that was their prerogative and then it was do yeah, whatever everything it takes, who, like. who protects America from the CIA is what I want to know hey the this Soviets point, nobody <laughs> nobody there nobody. it was why it's a wild time they had like they had n almost no oversight at all it was just like hey we're let's do it no one said we couldn't let's well, do it. They had they were relatively new though, right? Like how long I have mean, they been around like, for? At this time, yeah, they were relatively new. And also the fact that like the, the people running the CIA and a lot of like the defense, uh, like you know, all the three-letter organizations that they're all pretty much like they knew each other. They they were all friends, or you had a lot that had went to the same universities together. And, you know, back in the US at that time, I mean, that was kind of a big deal. Being alumni was pretty much like you could get away with anything if you were, you know, hey, we went to school together and da da da. Like, oh yeah, but you know, it's just that kind of that, that <laughs> so camaraderie like the, that comes with that. Or like the three letter names of all these places basically just like a big frat house. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> CIA, those fuckers at CIA, they're togas. And then um plus like a lot of them had like served together during world war ii uh and so a lot of them were just 
you know, it's just, it was, it's a big, big old boys club, you know, and they just go out and like, yeah, let's go have a six martini lunch and go fucking tap some phones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Oh no, this is all billable. We're talking business. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't totally disagree with you on that, hmm. but now the, the phone tapping didn't go exactly as planned. The CIA isn't as super sneaky as you would actually think the CIA actually got outed or they actually got their cover blown by one of the reporter's sons who <laughs> heard voices talking on the phone at one point, uh, in the evening and one of the evenings like picked up the phone heard voices and mm -hmm. it's it, there he heard two agents discussing like discussing what was going on and what they were doing because this is like this is back like for switchboard and, and stuff so they must have had to like clamp the line or something they did yeah it's <laughs> and, like there's like a van sitting outside yeah. the house just like out yeah. there they climbed Some up sweaty the, dudes they climbed up their little <laughs> their tower up there and just clamped on the line that didn't quite do it right and they're sending their their voices into the house. But I believe we have actual audio of that event. Is that correct? I think we do. Yeah. 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 It's right. It's Can right we pull here. that up? It's right here. Hey, Johnny, did you see the new episode of Batman yesterday? It was a gas. Oh, golly. I missed it. My dad was Bogart in the TV set watching Horgan's Heroes. Show is a bummer. Oh man, Hogan's Hero is such a drag. I hate that show. God damn it, Jim. Keep it down. Oh uh, yeah, but on the bright side, my parents got me the new Jimi Hendrix record for my birthday, Far Out. Oh man, my parents refuse to listen to anything other than Elvis. Guy's a real downer. God, God damn it, Jim. The kids, that's the goddamn king he's talking about. God damn it, Jim, you're gonna blow our cover. Keep it down. God damn it, Jim, it's just a couple of kids. It's a waste of our goddamn time. Jim? Go for Jim. Uh, uh, who's Jim? What? I, I'm Jim, god damn it. I know. Did you hear that? Hear what? That. This? Yeah, huh? that. What? God damn it, Jim, our cover's blowing. God, uh, god damn it, Jim, I, I got this. Uh, uh, housekeeping. Ma! Ma! God damn it, Jim. Somebody get Dr. Sprinkle on the God line. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> exact recording. Exact recording. Could you imagine? It's it's funny because, like, it it was reported that, like, he told his mom. He told his parents. He was like, I fucking heard someone else on the line. I heard them. And his parents were like, what? Nah. Like, you're crazy. Like you're crazy. And then like later when all these reports come out, like the mom goes back and is like, Do you remember telling you that? And he's like, fucking told us so. Told us <laughs> fucking told mom, us so. you told me it was because I fucking sit in front of the TV too close, but you're wrong. Yeah. You were fucking wrong. I heard people. I, I fucking hurt them. It's it's crazy to think that this whole thing could have been blown up and like, you know, found out way earlier on had people just Giving their kids the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. To be fair, think about when you were that age. You fucking idiots. Dude, well, anyone Dumb. could pick up, pick up the like uh, the receiver in your house, and you could all like you could talk to each other. So I don't know. So like, you could have left. You could have thought you left it off the hook, and like, yes. picking up voice. But here's in a the thing: room. if if you and me, Zell, if 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 uh, 
if um hold on like if if you call dan on the phone zell hypothetically you call dan on the telephone and then you guys were chatting and you heard god damn it it's just the bottom two theorists (laughs) you'd be like wait a minute I'm sounding the alarm right then and there. <laughs> Throwing some stones. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? But that's what that happened with these kids. It's like they started peacock. talking and, <laughs> and they <laughs> and they peacock, uh, <laughs> they said, right? Someone on the line goes, it's just a couple of kids. You'd be like, what? That insinuates to me, like if I was listening to this, it's like it's a couple of idiots. I'd be like, that's me. I'm an idiot. I'm the idiot here. So who's listening? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's not like they just heard another conversation. They heard a conversation like specifically mentioning them, which is to me, I'm like, it would be alarming. Like I would right away be like, Mom, what the fuck? Something, the phone's wrong. Something's wrong with the phone. Yeah, I would agree. So the moms didn't believe, if, if they did tell the, like the parents, then they didn't believe them. For a while. No, no I would have said no. something like that to my mom and I would have got a shoe across the face. His back upside yeah, the head. Right across the room. Yeah. Yeah. so that's that's project mockingbird which is an actual thing actually happened actually documented and that's the name and that they super, use to refer to it super illegal now that's the well worst part i mean of the- it's it's in a gray area like yeah now it's super illegal <laughs> Dan, did you get hired by the cia here? <laughs> well i'm saying back then like we said there was no oversight there was no CIA laws against some Dan. of this stuff and it was kind of like yeah. the jurisdiction of who was going to do this was kind of up in the air it was it was a weird time it was a weird time yeah, but you, you know the worst part. It's legal now. Sh- the worst part about this shit, though, is this: it's that ammo. Because you know we're getting these arguments where everybody's like, "Well, oh, vaccine passports. There's microchips. They're fucking. They're drugging you. They're doing all these things." And you're like, "Shut up! You're wrong." Read a fucking book. And they're like, "What about Mockingbird? What about MK Ultra?" And you're like, ah, "I got nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. So, I can't nothing to say here." Here's the thing. So usually when they're talking about Mockingbird, this is what they're talking. They're not talking actually about that project Mockingbird, which we just described and we and we went through. What most in the conspiracy world, when they mention Mockingbird or they refer to Operation Mockingbird, what they're actually talking about or they're referring to is an alleged large scale project uh, that's been undertaken by the CIA that began in the 1950s or they believe began in the 1950s and where the CIA went out to actively recruit American journalists into a huge global propaganda network. Dan, oh my God, hold on a second. Hold Hold on a second. America doesn't do propaganda. It's only the Russians. Are you saying that in the 50s, the CIA was making fake news? Allegedly. I Allegedly. think admittedly. <laughs> Except for all the other reports from uh, Family Jewels. There is, uh, <laughs> I, w- I want to say, I want to, like, uh, th- there are some distinguishing details that, like, I think have to be filled in. But this is what some uh, authors, at least one author, uh, kind of put out was that these, what the CIA was doing was recruiting across 
like the publications, American publications, not just namely, not just journalists, but they're saying like all the way up to like editors and like owners of certain publications and then putting these people on the payroll and then instructing them to write completely false stories that promoted views of certain views of the intelligence agency. Well, and at the time they were really trying to, you know, quell the youth like left movement at the time they wanted to bring it back to pro America. And so they were fighting like this left movement that they thought was a threat. Goddamn fucking crusty jugglers, crusty (laughs) jugglers, Jim. Listen, listen, (laughs) listen, Peter Parker. (laughs) I need you to write a story tomorrow. (laughs) Headline. (laughs) Hippies suck. (laughs) All right. Publish it everywhere. Does Spider-Man smoke the devil's cabbage? I think so. <laughs> and so if, if so, people... Uh, hold on. Sorry, Dan. I don't want to interrupt you again, but I have to. So are we still saying supposedly? Or are we fucking diving into this? Stuff? This is absolutely fact. Well, I'm saying that the, the fact, the facts of the matter is that the CIA, the CIA did have certain special relationships with people in the media. That's okay. a fact. Many people. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty opportunistic relationship to me. That sounds pretty good. If you want to spread propaganda. A lot of relationships that have come forth. But yeah, the catch-all term that they're all connected is what's the alleged part. There's there's definitely a bunch of stuff where like, hey, you know, they're, you're pushing agendas overseas, either posing as reporters or having reporter informants. But that the term that's hard to tie it all together, like that, or to prove that there's, it's a one giant operation was never really like they're not all connected, but they all there's many ones are true. So they're admitting to doing it overseas, just not on home turf. Well, the, the the contention comes in where it is, it could be argued that they weren't necessarily pushing false stories, like completely false stories. It was either not the CIA doing it, but it was something that it was done willingly not not like the cia was instructing them or blackmailing these reporters or these editors necessarily but in some cases it was just a mutual agreement or it was something that was done out of a sense of patriotism there's a lot of stuff and i like we'll get into it about exactly some of the cases that are are what each side was kind of getting from this but do we do we have do we want to take a beer break first or like yeah okay let's (laughs) there's a lot of stuff i like it quick beer break Wrap our heads around it, and we'll be right back. We're back. back. So the CIA had a a pretty lucrative and complicated uh, relationship with the media back in the fifties and sixties. Um, what the CIA the CIA saw not the media so much as a tool, but kind of something as a relationship that they could use to place some of their most valuable operatives abroad without exposure. Normally how the relationship would go, according to to most sources, is that the CIA would approach certain publications and be able to kind of, they would ask or they would pretty much get a, a member of the CIA put on a, put on a, the payroll essentially posing as a reporter. And then it would be 
easy for them to get into another country than you would, you know, putting, you know, John Steiner, CIA <laughs> over there and be like, hi, I'm John Steiner. God from the CIA. Can you tell me all your secrets? That'd be great. You know, no, you know, you send them over there <laughs> posing right, as a reporter Clinton. from the New York yeah. Times. <laughs> um, that was a good, that was a good Bill Clinton. That was a great Bill Clinton. So if you send somebody over there under a cover of being a reporter, you know, there is the, you know, the certain amount of freedom that reporters had at the time to move between different countries, different cities, uh, move into certain areas that you wouldn't want to find, you know, CIA intelligence operatives, defense uh, wouldn't be able to get to. And they have access to information and people that, of course, CIA operatives didn't have access to. So that was one of the one of the facets of the relationship between the CIA and the media. Now, the CIA also had a a pretty I think they had a pretty successful um, recruiting program mm. that they kind of used. They would utilize in the field. We'll journalists. pay you money to work for us. We'll pay you money <laughs> they, to tell us what you see. Yeah. You spy it, on people and you get yeah, paid. That sounds I mean, awesome. Yeah, they would pay journalists essentially to kind of spy. You know, much, they yeah. would ask them. They kind of ask and be like, hey, can you do us? A, can you do us a solid and when, you know, you just, you're going to Yugoslavia, right? So could you just like take some real detailed notes about what you're doing? You know, have they paved the streets? Uh, how many planes did you see? How many Russians of military there? presence? How many Soviets did you see? You know, if you happen to meet any Soviets, can you like, can you get their name? Make sure you spell it right. Like, so are they sending them on these trips? Like, are they paying for these trips or are they just like, well, Hey, hanging out the airport? Hey, sir. Hey, where are you going? Hey. Sometimes they reimburse them and stuff for like tr for travel and hotel and expenses. Yeah, sometimes they would actually pay them. Like they would put some of them actually on the payroll and they would reimburse them for stuff like that. But I think it would mostly be like incidentally, like if they were going, they're like, hey, you're going here anyways. Can you do a couple things for us like while you're there? Well, yeah. And, and just the, sen the sentiment of those days was like it was, you know, it was the ideology battle. So people like felt like to serve their country and that if they could, they would be like, yeah, okay. They thought, yeah, they thought mean, it was like the right thing to do. And honestly, it's the best fucking thing for the CIA because I'm like, this motherfucker gets caught. Guess what? He didn't work for us. We don't know who this guy is. He's just a reporter. He doesn't work for us. And it's and like we have evidence of this. It's like uh what's the pilot's name? Barry uh Barry Seal. Right? Oh, he was the right Tom he was, Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Uh, he was the one, the CIA hired him, hired him to basically be a drug runner for them and drop drugs. And then when the shit got bad, they're just like, you don't work for the CIA, you drug dealer. It's all done in <laughs> cash. No, no paper trail. Right. And it, it, dude, it's, it's honestly genius because you're like, you, there's, you just wash your hands of it. Anyone gets caught or anything. You're like. Does not he? This man does I mean, not work for us. To be fair, though, even even now that we have all this evidence that they've done awful things, nobody's getting in trouble. Like <laughs> nothing's been done. Like, well, it was it was more like a a lot of the reporters in there. Like the, it wasn't like the CIA was forcing them to do these things. They would ask them to do this, and then the, a lot of the CIA, a lot of the journalists, like uh, you know. Uh, biographies and stuff have like said that a lot of the journalists and things have saw it as almost like a mutual mutually beneficial relationship it's like okay they're going to get some information that i just need to be a little bit more observant than i would normally 
So uh, I get back this information. I get a little bit of extra cash in my pocket. Plus, cool the points. other benefit was that reporters got out of it is that back then, if you were a reporter and you had a relationship with the CIA, there was like this weird little not weird, but it was a, there was kind of a uh, unspoken uh, kind of tier system or like a there was a you know they they would put you at the top. It would move your career. You know, it was a very it was a very good thing to have and have a relationship with the CIA and people kind of knew about it. And then you would move up in the, in the news journalist world. Like, it was so they're kind of like independent contractors, but it's like, if people knew you had an in at the CIA, like as a journalist, like that, it, it would look good on your, you know, if you could set, you know, if you throw that in there, they'd be like, yeah, oh, okay. We yeah, want they this, know guy. this guy's down to fuck. He's down to do anything. <laughs> we know that this guy's shady as shit. Yeah. Hire him. Well, please get us the best story. This guy will do whatever right. the fuck we want. It's like, yeah, they'd be like, this guy's going to get a good story because he's got ends at the CIA. Well, so let's be realistic here. Let's there. be realistic. You want pictures of Spider-Man? That guy works at the CIA. He's got them. Yeah. If I went on a trip to Vegas and there were somewhere, and then in the airport, like some, some guys in, um, what are those trench coats called? Uh, from trench coats. Trench coats. Yeah. Guys that are trying to sell, sell you clocks. No, what, what are they called? The, what is it? And, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's dad sells them in Seinfeld. Oh. I can't remember the fucking name. Uh, anyways, two guys come up wearing those, and then they're like, "Hey, we when you go to Vegas, right? We 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 know you're staying at the Bellagio. We know you do this dumbass podcast. All right, we just need you to ask around, look for Thomas Aquinas, find out, tell us what he does." I'd be like, "Sure, <laughs> sure. I'd be in Vegas. Who's Thomas Aquinas? Where is he?" I, I like no problem. I'll do it. Some extra cash, no problem at all. Uh, it it came almost. It became almost kind of like a procedure that a lot of uh, reporters and stuff like they would get off the boat after taking like a, you know going to Europe to uh, you know correspond for a for a publication, and when they would get back, they would be met on the pier by agents. Uh, from the CIA and then be debriefed from handshakes when they got back all around. And it was almost kind of like a point of jealousy. Some people would say that like, if you didn't get picked, if the CIA wasn't like, Hey, you, you, and eh, not you, but yeah. you know, it's like you, yeah. you, and you come with us, you know? And then they would ask him questions about, Hey, what did you see while you were over there? You know, it became kind of a thing. It's like, almost like, well, why didn't you pick me? I want to, <laughs> I want <laughs> like, to be the last help. guy to get picked for dodgeball. That's right. Bullshit. You know? So that is that's another part of the puzzle it's, that it's, they, they kind of had. It's so weird that like, we talk about it like it's like everyone kind of knew, yet it was still a secret for many years. Like mm -hmm. you know, like everyone who knew about it was just like, let's take this for a while. I'm not gonna tell anybody. And then you find out later, thirty years later, like eh, everyone kind of knew. Yeah, like you know, yeah, they're doing like, this. It's literally, every single one of these fucking media guys was just collecting extra pay. Like, why not, right? It's human nature. Someone offers you a little sense. incentive. You're like, I'm already going there. Or like, I have the, I have the power to print stories. I choose what stories you tell me to choose this story. I look at them like, yeah, why not? This one's fine. This, you know, a few bucks here, free travel hotel. But eh. this, the same thing, this is a slippery fucking slope. It is right. Because before this, like, you know, this basically like in my eyes, this attacks journalistic integrity for the past 50 years, for the past, like, you know, ever since the 50s, actually, right? 70, 71 years, because I'm like, 
you had the CIA doing this and like having them, you know, work on this propaganda for them and, you know, write stories that, you know, that they narrated. And it's like, now it's like, start moving on. It's like people take that information. They move from the agency and, you know, they move into corporations. They're like, you know, we can buy this paper. We can buy this news station. Right. And then it, it starts to seem like this was a slippery slope that they didn't realize that now there's a lot of fingers in the pot of news. It's, and back then, God, it must've been so easy for them back then because you're like, it's in the news Everyone will believe it because there's no other source there's, of there's information. No, there's yeah, there's no, there's only so many news publications. You can't really right. We put it in the New York Times. No one's going to question it because there's not a rival news source that's accessible, right? It's so it's like it's like you could you could easily write stories to manipulate towards your goals. Yeah, it's it was way different <laughs> now. Now everybody that has a social media account is a fucking propaganda yeah. journalist yeah. <laughs> you can share whatever the fuck you want and it can go everywhere you can you can word it eloquently you could sound smart make it believable wow. and boom you have yourself some news like and then it's everywhere You're bound to fuck up some grammar or something for sure well us we definitely we would be terrible yeah. propagandists well dan dan well, would be dan, great yeah dan would be fine Oh, Dan, CIA, could, Dan. Dan. Yeah. Dan, the man. Hey, Dan, what are you Dan, the man. Hey, Dan CIA lives intelligent DC. that's listening in. Our buddy Dan over here, he, he, could, he could do some Dan. fake news for you. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Probably already does. Um, so on the topic of fake news. So not only was the CIA uh, attempting to kind of recruit reporters or bring reporters in and not only using reporters to recruit foreign nationals, nationals to be kind of become information that sources of information on Soviet activities going over there. But there were some recorded instances of the CIA where they would actually just, they would simply create a newspaper or a news service, not necessarily in the United States. I don't think there's, there's, there's no, I, I don't think there's any, from what I was researching, there weren't any specific cases that took place within on American soil. Foreign outlets was a different, like uh, they were considered fair game. On American soil, uh, they didn't, as far as we know, they didn't create news. They just maybe influenced stories. But, right, they uh, yeah. influenced stories or, the, but again, it's like the people, and whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah. uh, so, but outside of the United States, there were instances where the CIA would either, like I said, create a newspaper or a news service, or they would pay the bills through some bogus corporation or in other instances, they would actually directly or indirectly, indirectly supply capital to an entrepreneur, um, mm. uh, that appeared at the right moment to bail out, a mm. an organ, a news organization that was about to go under. Interesting. You know? So there's no, there's no fucking rules overseas boys. Woo. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it, you know, this is unheard of. I mean, like it, it, it makes me think that like, you know, we, we've, we talked about, um, the IRA and, and that kind of stuff. And well, we Russian- talked about specifically operation infection. Like that's yeah. one of them. Right. Um, and is that's the AIDS one in, mm-hmm. in the eighties where they, you know, Russian, <laughs> Yeah, that Russia. random newspaper in fucking India. India. Uh-huh. Yeah, they own yeah. a paper in India. They 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 basically make that news station run up running run an article saying that the you know the CIA created AIDS and is uh, infecting people in the states, and then they cite their own story as a source, 
and then it takes off. It's it's, it's basically news. like a viral hit. But you know, when I was looking at that, I went, "Man, the Russians—they were sneaky." And then I went, I'm Wait looking at this, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, well, we started like we were the we were like the North like Americans. They were doing it." Way before that. The only difference in this situation between us and the Soviet Union at the time is the Soviet Union, the people knew they were being oppressed. Like, America had no <laughs> fucking idea, right? Well, like, like, so to, to speak on the, 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 the topic of having the Soviet Union, like, no, the Soviet was doing this stuff before Operation Infection. Yes. Like, one, that was there's their, one that CIA. That was their first hit. That's one they, they admitted to and took, like, well, I mean, there was a time where hardly any left-wing newspaper in Europe wasn't financed directly by Moscow. Yeah, I, like I there, read that. Any, any type of left-wing, like hard left-wing one was going to be funded by Moscow, probably had the KGB backing them, any of that kind of stuff. Like, So the CIA at this point was kind of thinking... Like like Zell said, it, it was it became a battle of ideologies. It was, it's a cold war. We're not all out, but you're going to be fighting with ideas. So the best way to do that and disseminate those, get those ideas out there, was through, uh, you know, news publications. So you're fighting fire with fire. That was their idea. Not even just news. Like you, you sponsored parties or fundraisers or mm -hmm. you know charity drives, but all in the name of your, this ideology and you know funded by this people. And you kind of sneak in messages. And you, you know, so, you know, pro con. Right. And we, and we talked about that. We've talked about that in Operation Gladio. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we've talked about that where it's like the CIA was backing certain, you know, certain political groups, uh, certain, you know, personal action groups, those things, committees, whatever, like to, to, to anti, anti-communist groups. If you, it pretty much, if you said we're, we don't like communists and we don't want communists in our country, then the CIA was going to show up at some point and be like, here's a big suitcase of money. Yeah. yeah here. Go. Hel yeah. Help <laughs> I don't like us. communists. Help us I help like you. Send me some money. But in the end with some of these, what it kind of worked out to is the CIA kind of figured out that owning these things was costly running these, you know, running an entire a newspaper publication thing of having, you know, having to pay out staff, having to do all this stuff ends up being costly. Listen, God damn it. We don't have a page six girl again. Someone get on it right now. This is ridiculous. Tony, where's that fluff piece? <laughs> uh, and it becomes very difficult to conceal your hand in all of this. So uh, that's one of the reasons that, you know, the CIA says that all such relationships kind of ended because you, they, it's impossible to do. Especially now, like, especially now, it'd be really hard to do. But um, it, that's one of the reasons that they said they stopped doing it or they stopped kind of taking these kinds of actions. And, you know, it, I mean, yeah, the, okay. it just becomes one of those things that I think that <laughs> I would say like media or kind of manipulating the media or putting out like totally fake stories ends up like coming back to bite you. I mean, that's some of the, one of the things that a couple I came across was that the CIA said that we put these stories out and then they end up doubling back on us and then and, and fucking up our shit. And it's like, why would I why, why would I want to do that? Like, it's just it, it's that'd be, that'd be a little bit. They kind of figured out that it's like this is really this is really not a great idea God to kind it, of put Jim, out. Shit's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> or you end up I think if there was a uh, there was a. There's an incident or they put out, oh, is it? They put out a news story about a certain, the movements of certain Viet Cong or something like that in, in Vietnam. And then they ended up finding out that that story ended up being kind of part of, you know, started freaking out U.S. soldiers 
like the story kind of went back and doubled back on the U.S. soldiers. And then the U.S. soldiers got wrong intelligence because they were citing the newspaper article that the mm. CIA had put out about like a certain like, you know, Viet Cong movement or something like that. So it's yeah, it's just they found out real quick. They're like, oh, shit. You try and sway public <laughs> opinion and it ends up biting your troops in the ass. <laughs> so Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a lot of that stuff that the, the CIA's relationship with the media has always been kind of a, a thing, but like Braden said, I think there's a lot to be said because there are, there were reporters at the time that like kind of refused that wouldn't do these things or they felt like it put their, you know, their journalistic integrity at risk. They'd be like, we, I won't do that. Or we won't do that. Um, a lot of the people who own like the owners of the newspapers, apparently, um, were actually like sympathetic. And I mean, I don't know how you can't, you can fault them because it's just their view. Right. Like back at that time, it was a, it was a very different time. The sentiment of the time uh, was very different towards the, you know, how people viewed the government, the U.S. government and the intelligence services. At that time, it's like, well, I'm trying to help my country. And that's kind of how they saw it. And if I am able to do that, I mean, a lot of the um, a lot of the owners of the papers were kind of uh, felt that the, it was their patriotic or their civic duty to aid them in any way. So like the New York Times, the New York Times is always kind of approached first because they had a very well-developed like foreign correspondent system. Like they had foreign correspondents like spread out all over the world and it was very good. So the CIA would always kind of approach them to be like, hey, can we like sneak a guy in here or can you kind of put this guy on here, give him some credentials and be like, we're just going to send him over there and then bring him out. Like, and they would kind of be like, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> um, anything, anything to help chief, you know, it's just yeah. that kind of attitude. What, what can I do for my country? Right. And, you know, do sentiments have money. changed, because, you know, because they've, they've changed now. <laughs> I don't, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, but I I find it always really funny when, when I, I've seen Operation Mockingbird like pop up in certain hardcore conspiracy. I mean, not saying that we're it not hardcore seems, conspiracies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're totally hardcore. Part of the um, are too hardcore, baby. And I see people reference like Operation Mockingbird and they're being like, when they, when they see a news story and they think that it's promoting a certain narrative or they feel like it goes against what they, um, you know, what they've reasoned out and they'd be like Operation Mockingbird, look it up. And when you look it up, it talks about not necessarily the CIA pushing propaganda, but it's talking about this, how the CIA used or utilized the resources of certain media outlets in order to gather intelligence and things like that. Dude, so now, now modern media, I don't think has to be influenced by any like, like power like that, because they're all influenced by clicks. And so if you haven't like now news companies run a lot of the times on click headlines. That's like, that's news now. Click headlines. Yeah. Fox News is pretty effective. Clickbait, man. Clickbait, baby. That's crazy. If, like, cause, you know how many times I've I've clicked on an article based on the headline and been like, holy sh what? Started to read the article and been like, oh, this... This, this is not right. This is not right at all. It's just a catchy headline. Or a poorly worded one, like they like they worded it, or they left out punctuation that makes it like a completely different meaning. And you're like, wait, mm. you just forgot a comma, or you put a comma in the wrong place to make it sound like this. They just got CIA Dan. Dan thought Joe Rogan got fired like us. I did. They got me. I got, you got fooled. 
Yeah. And so there, there's a thing that it could be argued that, you know, it's not really I, I don't think the CIA, because a lot of people don't believe anything that they see in the news now or a lot of people anyways. It's, it's just not an effective medium in order to kind of disseminate fake stories, like completely fake stories, you know, um, some things like that. And I don't think it they're their own machine now. And there's so many media outlets now it used to be back then it's like okay you had like maybe like 10 maybe 15 really huge news outlets uh was it like the boston globe and like the washington post new york times can't remember what the western publications are maybe the la times things like that but you, you had a lot really back more then, back it was then, like yeah. getting getting totally fake stories or like publishing something that was like not completely accurate a lot of the newspapers still have that journalistic integrity. They won't publish something that is completely just made up off the wall, something like that, something that can be easily fact-checked. It's got to be something that, you know, if, if it were to be something that was, I'm but not sure, I, like, you Man, know. honestly, though, Dan, honestly, back in the day, how easy was it for a layman to do any kind of fact-checking? Like, if I was, like, if I was, like, in the middle of wherever I'm from, I'm not gonna shoot down any city. I uh, get us a one star, but and I like pick up the morning paper and I'm like, "God damn, these goddamn crusty jugglers are at it again." To the library, we must go. Yeah, I better grab the nearest encyclopedia. The the newspapers back then were very competitive, so you'd have another newspaper fact checking the other newspaper. So. I, it's, to me, I would still think that, you know, most of these newspaper, uh, you know, the people who are the owners and stuff like that, they wouldn't want another newspaper to get a leg up on them. Like if you printed something that was completely untrue or something like that, and another newspaper fucking fact checked you and took you to task on it, you'd be fucked. Yeah, Your entire that, newspaper oh, dude, would that be That doesn't fucked. exist can, anymore. You, yeah, you could, back in the day, though, like we've seen what happens between the news channels, those fucking gang fights they have. <laughs> like, I could only imagine what the fucking newspaper is. <laughs> no touching of the hair of face. Man, a documentary. <laughs> Fair rules. Yeah. Yeah, but now, like, now you could watch the news on one channel, get the whole story. It's based on facts. They just pick and choose which ones they want to present. You change the channel, you get the same story, similar facts, but they choose a few different ones, and it completely changes, like, the bias of the article like it's like there's no like Dude, what's the news anymore and, and like, the kernel of truth and, and yeah. honestly it's it's there's there's this weird thing where it's like even and and like i i don't agree with all his views but like with the the joe rogan getting covid and stuff like cnn reported on him and they altered photos of him to make him look sicker than he actually is and then they just legitimately just were making up things and they were about mad that he got better. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing about that too, it's like with the whole in, Invermectin thing, again, not campaigning for Invermectin at all, but you know, there are, there's human grade Invermectin. You can get Invermectin, you know, prescribed by a doctor. It's used to treat parasites. And then just to go around and be like, oh, he's taking horse dewormer, you know, there's like, that's not true. He's not yeah. fucking slurping fucking not doing you know, horse paste from Buck Buckerfields, right? Like he's taking the actual shit that's prescribed by a doctor. That drug is like a wonder drug for its purpose. Like the WHO yeah. is like, this is one of the major drugs that help, especially the emerging world. Like it's a huge beneficial drug for humans, but they make it sound like it's for only its for, yeah, but they make it sound like it's only for horses. And you're like, but, yeah. but it's it, not. 
but don't, it's, it's not for don't take the horse grade medicine. No, don't don't. Can, don't. How about how about this? How about if you want to, you talk to your doctor. He can tell you not to, and then not nah, don't. Yeah. No, you can even. We're all qualified to tell you not to take animal medicine. That's good. <laughs> we can yeah. do that. Don't take don't take animal medicine. Yeah, but we just Please said if don't. you want ivermectin and you want to talk to your doctor, you talk to your doctor. Don't don't just go oh, don't yeah. go by. But that but that's <laughs> no, a problem. There's a ninety nine percent chance like, he's not going to prescribe it for you. It, but, there's yeah, such a divide in the media and stuff of, of these, of these stories. And then people, you know, Zell to, to your point before there's such this, this click. And even if, if me, if I, if I were to click tomorrow on a story that was heavy right wing and I hit a like, button, I never like anything on Facebook, but if I just looked out a story and I went, I like this right wing Chris sky fucking <laughs> arrested again oh, for, with his giant ass dentures, <laughs> talking some shit. I hit like. Guess what? Facebook's like, hey, he liked one of these videos. Fucking, let's give him another. Let's give him another Chris Scott. Let's give him another. Let's get oh, him further right. Fucking flatter. He likes further, further right. Further right. Yeah, up. it's like you know they're hiding God. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. <laughs> let's bring it. Let's bring it back to this era because they're they are two completely different eras of news, mm -hmm. but kind of similar things that kind of happened. So where were we? We kind of we derailed ourselves a little bit. I mean, that's that's pretty much the thing is that the the CIA would apparently like when they would purchase these newspapers or they would, you know, fund these newspapers that were failing or for some reason or whatever, they would pick them up at a bargain. Um, the stories that they would run, I mean, it, it, to actually maintain the cover that is an actual newspaper, you know, you still had to do that. You still have to be like your, your, your paper would still have to maintain some type of credibility for it to be effective. Cause once it loses that credibility, it's like, then why are we even using this thing? You know, right? And I would think that would become into a, uh, that they would take that into account. So uh, printing out these, these newspapers, it's really, it's, it's not necessarily that you want it. They wanted to disseminate totally fake stories. It's that you're, you're printing out newspapers where they kind of, that's kind of like with some of the, some news media do now you word it in a certain way to promote something if you want to disseminate like fake false information like that that was kind of something that they might have tasked with reporters or operatives that were working out there it's like you know hey you're going to cover this gala ball or you're going to be at this meeting or this whatever and if somebody asks you about this tell them this you know this right. is what we want you to say you know, we want to tell you that, you know, our missiles are made by aliens and can avoid all <laughs> radar detection, whatever, you know, and then we just want you to tell them that. And then next know? week on the Weekly World News, you'd see that pop up. Yeah. Next time in the <laughs> Informatia Moscow or something. You, yeah. Muscat. Muscat. I don't know how to say it in Russian. Um, yeah. But that, that's kind of what they they did. But again, the CIA had a very it was a very long and a very, I don't know whether they keep, they still maintain the, those kinds of connections with the CIA. I still think a lot of reporters would view it as a favorable thing because it's like, you know, if you're a reporter of any, you know, of your salt, I would think that you would want these kind of relationships with the in, people in the intelligence agencies because you want the scoop. Yeah. Like yeah. And you, if there is that stuff, the going hot on, scoop, if say, say this operation continues, like right now say it's going on right now they have it they, is they got they got their tentacles right they got their tentacles into stuff in 19 uh, or in 2052 when the 
when the documents are released when all these guys retire and or pass away, we'll know the truth. That's kind of like, you know, it's, it takes that long for all this stuff to come out. There's Seems no doubt in my mind that the CIA still maintains relationships or is in the business of making their own fake news. Other countries are getting good at it. Russia, North Korea. If if we are going to think for a second here that the CIA is involved in some sort of fake news, covert social media operations overseas and in the United States, I think we're, we're kidding ourselves. Like, there, there's... As much as we're like, yeah, the IRA and the Russia, they're doing all these stuff. I guarantee in some documents in the next couple of years, we're going to see that they're doing that stuff to other countries, to us. They're probably trying, see it. but there's countries like China and North Korea that are like com- almost completely cut off you know, from, from us. So it's a little harder, I think, where yeah. our internet's completely free and open. You can access anything. So it's much easier for like those countries to implant news here, but they don't even have, do they even have Facebook in China? I don't think so, right? I mean, they only have like, it's just they have it's that their one Facebook. internet portal. Yeah, yeah they kind of have their Facebook their, and stuff. Their Facebook, like, their Google. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. But yeah, I, I don't know if we want to get into final thoughts or kind of what I can just like, I don't know if we're just, are we just voicing opinions and whatever? Like, <laughs> yeah, let's get into final <laughs> thoughts. Um. Yeah, I, my final thoughts is that this this whole thing, like the Operation Mockingbird, it's like it's very from the stuff that I was reading and researching is that the CIA really viewed some of this shit as their a majority of them thought this was pretty dumb. They're like, when, once you get to a point where your own stories are bouncing back in like at you, it becomes a lot. It makes your job a lot more difficult. You're like, why am I sorting through shit that we made up? And I had to trace it all the way back to, you know, I'm Tom down in like information analyst you know, on the third floor and I got to go up to fifth floor to find out fucking Jerry put this fucking story in some Africa times. Like <laughs> and he's Ethiopia like, gotcha, times. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> I've been, I've been tracing this story for seven months and it was you that did it. Like, man, I'd be pissed. <laughs> um, but I, I equated it a lot to like the use of like biological weapons. A lot of militaries, like you might want to be like, oh, they're experimenting with biological weapons or using them. A lot of militaries don't want to use biological weapons because if you use a biological weapon, it quickly gets out of control and it's very un- unpredictable. Yeah, kind of like Operation Sea Spray that we talk about on uh, <laughs> yeah. Patreon. Right. Which they did. And, yeah. I was like, it has unpredictable effects. You can't you can't decide where it's going to go one way or the other. It affects your your capacity to do your job. So I think like if they they learned from it, uh, but they you know back then they thought it was something that they should be doing because the Russians were doing it. You know it was it was something that they they felt like well if the Russians are doing it we have to combat them we have to that that was our only real. That was our only real weapon back then was like money, throw money at it. You know, <laughs> if we can outspend them, if we can buy this and we can, you know, pay these people to say this, then that's what we're going to do. But at the end of the day, they're like, this is like putting out totally fake stories and stuff like this. Or, or you know, a lot of people say Operation Mockingbird is the CIA putting out propaganda or stuff like that. Did they ask? certain journalists and stuff to word things a certain way. Sure. But in the, at the end of the day, they didn't force them to do it. They asked the journalists to do these things and the journalists did it because they felt like it was their civic duty. It was a sentiment of the time as a product of the time. That's what I'm saying. 
and money. Here, no, you want my final thoughts? <laughs> Hold on, I got. You want my final thoughts? I have to say it. Yeah, yeah. Dan's part of the CIA. He just fucking proved it. <laughs> Dan is a CIA operative. His implant, dude, hundred percent. Like, come on now. That's it. That's my final thoughts. He's um, to you, buddy. Dan's That's CIA, it. I guess. This is he is. Listen to that. That was, buddy. CIA Inc. He just read right off the fucking sheet, dude. Wasn't even dry yet. <laughs> the the CIA meddling in any form of media back in the day, I think opened up Pandora's box. And I think we are living in a society today that is directly impacted from those choices back then to try to manipulate media. Um, the reason we have people that will not believe a single thing they read, no matter from who, who what, where, when, any site, they're like, if it's printed, I, I don't believe it, is directly because of this kind of shit. Uh, Operation Mockingbird. And, and this is fact. That's the shittiest part, is that like they were making propaganda they were trying to sway opinion they were making false stories and while some did back bounce back on them and stuff and, they, and you know at the front they're like yeah we, we didn't really work out i'm like bullshit they repackaged it they restructured it they retooled it they figured out how to perfect it and they there there's not a doubt in my mind that the cia or other agencies like it are still doing this to this day on various grand scales uh, with 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 the reach you have now, with fucking nothing, you know how easy it would be now to put put out a fake. You can put out a fucking meme with some info at the bottom, and people will share that post like their fucking doctor told them. Hmm. Right? It, it's it's insane now. So the to even think for a second that they didn't they stopped, and this was like, oh, this was too much work. I I believe that they said that. And they're they're just like oh you know like yeah we're we're not gonna do this it's too much work for us bullshit it's uh, easier now I, than I, ever it's easier it's easier now than ever and I believe they just got the hang of it and they were just saying this to cover their ass and I believe that in in you know mark my words in years from years and years from now we're gonna see uh, FOIA requests and stuff that pop up and we're like man these I've been saying it for years these motherfuckers are doing some sort of social experiments on us through social media. Oh, right. I, and whether yeah. they're getting these big corporations like Instagram and Facebook and shit to just even be a part of it, like, like they were going to the journalists back in the day and they're like, Hey, I kind of work with us. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Hey, we need, we would like you guys to do this. Like, you know, post this story or whatever. Like, and they're like, Hey, what's the harm? We're helping the government. Right. Now we, we got a leg in because if there's ever any issues, we can say the CIA, we, we did this with them, right? It's like, I, I believe these deals are still being made and it, and the CIA is probably not dealing with reporters so much as anymore as they are with like developers and, uh, you know, like people working in Silicon Valley. That's what I think. I like that. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Now for me, I'm kind of, I'm like a hybrid. I think it started with like, you know, it was like liberty, property, privacy versus like, you know, social equality, state ownership, all that. It was like an ideological battle. I, I truly believe that's how it started. Like post-World War, number one, you had this giant military machine that was built over 
World War II and you had a lot of people employed and I think you kind of had to keep it going, number one. Number two, this, like, they were battling for, like, con not control, but, like, for allies, really. Like, you're, you're battling for Europe with different ideologies. So it makes sense that if they found out Russia's, like, the Soviet Union's doing this, that they would counter it with their own program. And if that's using journalists or implanting CIA agents as journalists to get overseas to infiltrate and collect secrets and, you know, relay it back, I believe that's how it started. But then once you've, I think once they figured out that, you know, that like they can do this kind of stuff, there's, I don't, there's just no way that they give, I don't think they just give it up completely. And I like that, like the social media, I like as the modern day news, there's only, because now there's like what, like five major companies all competing. They all have so much fucking money. So I built, I believe now maybe if it's not CIA anymore, the lessons that, that was learned during the cold war adopted into big business perhaps and now big business just has the money which is which is scary which is even scarier in my opinion because now now you're not really now big business they're multinational right they're across the world they're not they don't care they're not like they're not just in america since like america first it's like profit first we're in america canada we're in all these countries like whoever's got the most money like that you know we've been seeing yeah, that. there's no senate select like committee on intelligence for businesses, yeah, for exactly. big business. We've been seeing in Canada recently, we have an election coming up and probably our furthest left-leaning party outside Green, NDP, one of their platform promises is, um, you know, they want some pharmacare, they want dental uh, covered, like universal dental, and how they're going to pay for it is if you make 10 million or more a year, uh, you're going to be taxed heavily because anyone uber rich in Canada, NDP, you know, they want you to pay your fair share because right now that's not happening. Now in Canada, a lot of the media, a lot of the media companies that are owned by big business have been running nonstop attack ads on the NDP saying, if NDP are voted in Canada, we are going to be, our, our society is going to be crippled because we're going to go into such deficit because there's no way to pay for this. There's no money. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's taxes are going to go up because we have to pay for all this shit. You know, yours and mine, your taxes are going to be up because we, we got to pay for everyone. It's like, <laughs> but that's not their platform. Their platform Telecom is, CEOs won't be able to buy their eighth yacht. Like, <laughs> right. And, and then you start to look and one of the reports that came out is that, uh, one of the newspapers, one of the media outlets in Canada that's running heavy stories about how the NDP is going to uh, run Canada into the ground financially is owned by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> or Jeff Bezos. Or Spacos, as we call him, right? <laughs> so when you start to see that a company owned by the second richest man in the world, by four... Saying that, oh, if Canada puts this in because he doesn't want Amazon and Canada getting tax heavier because it's not good for him, it's not good for business. Well, Amazon pays no corporate tax anyway, so it would be shareholders. But the thing is, I'm like, you know, you see those newspaper ads and stuff, and it's like, dude, I I run into people <clears throat> that are like, the poorer than shit, and they'll be like, well, those those hey, they earn their money, they don't should have to pay. 
I'm like, I'm like, you got three teeth. You pay? Yeah, I, was I like, earn my money. Yeah, I was why like, should I have to pay fucking taxes? Yeah, I, I pay too. And I was like, motherfucker, you got three teeth in your mouth. Wouldn't it be nice <laughs> to get those fixed? <laughs> <laughs> nah, not at the expense of my buddy Jeff Spacos. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so we're seeing that today. So I, I agree. It's now moved. It's moved. It's moved to something darker and worse, in my opinion. Uh, to where, because these corporations and stuff, their loyalty doesn't lie with people, doesn't lie with nations. It lies with profits. It's a money building machine. Right. And we, we've said about, we've said it on other shows. They take on a life of their own. Like, you know, it's not like you're going to go talk to any single person and they believe like, Hey, you know, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We should definitely fuck over all these people to maximize. Like, but that's what, when you start to get it into the corporation, you know, everyone's working that. Whoa, the, it's yeah, it's not me. It's not me. Everyone has a fall of like, it's not me. It's not me. It's a, and it what? takes on a life of Dude, its own. When, the, it's when they get so big and they make so much money for so many shareholders, now that corporation is directly responsible for the livelihoods of many of those people. So if it goes down, they're like, fuck that. So they'll put, you know, they don't, they just want to keep everyone happy as part of the company and they just consume anything on the way up, just gobble it up. Gobbled up. Uh, Andrew, you, you gave final thoughts or you got something else besides Dan's a CIA operative? Well, oh, yeah, I, was your I fucking strongly, I, I'm not, I'm not drifting. I'm pretty Don't convinced. worry, tapping your phones I, tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Oh, I listen to some <laughs> weird stuff. But no, I completely agree. Like it, it, with, with it being, you've, you've never had as big of a fucking net as you do now. And it would, it would be the easiest time to do it. Makes the most sense. Why would you just give it up now? That's, like that's intelligence agencies bread and fucking butter. That's what they're here for. That's why they exist. It doesn't make any sense for them to not be doing it now, right? When they got busted for it initially, oh, hey, we wouldn't do that. Just the Russians. Growing up, all you ever heard was when you heard propaganda. What were the people you thought of? You thought of fucking Russians and you thought of the Nazis. We Only literally the at the that. offset of this, we talked about how they said they weren't going to send any more satellites to spy on Russia. And then immediately after agreeing, they just like, no, no, no. we said, we're not going to send any U2s to spy yeah. on Russia. <laughs> then, then we set like, up satellites. We didn't. Satellites. Right. So it's like, just we're no longer going to manipulate your newspapers by social media. I, we never agreed to that. I think you got to be extremely naive to not think that they would use this great of a resource to their fucking advantage. It just, it just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like all, everything down to every like businesses, every advertising companies, everybody uses it. You'd be insane not to use it. It's just like, it's money. I don't know. I yeah. just, I can't wrap my head around them. Not utilizing this. I, I, I would also say like, it, we already said today, like Brayden already said, nobody believes anything that they read. So I would think it would be just like, it wouldn't be a worthwhile investment on their, on their part. I mean, I, I, I would sign more on board that the, you know, like, the corporations have taken over the whole like fake news sector and the fact that, you know, a lot of, you don't have a lot of independent nonprofit uh, news sources or large, like the no, largest no ones are for ones. profit. Yeah. But, um, but you still have those sources. And so now they're just putting out the truth <laughs> and expecting people to fucking believe the opposite. So it's working. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just feel it's at, the, at this point, it just feels kind of, like why? Like why put your put your effort into that when you could do something? All right, else? Dan, like, quit trying to get us off the t the trail of the CIA. I know we're getting too but close. I, 
this makes so much more sense. You're trying to push, get us our, we're, we're obviously right on the right path and you're trying to throw us off. It starts to make sense why you question a lot of these. Well, I was going to, I was going to turn this whole, I was going to turn this whole episode into a, like how to fact check stuff and how to like critically think and how to analyze like articles and pick them apart and be like, this is propaganda and this is like real news, but you guys don't want me to do that. And then I'm going to say, okay, I'm not going to do that. Mm. So I think you guys are trying to just like keep everybody in the dark here. So I don't know. Mace just trying to bring some light, and you guys are over here putting me, uh, shoving me down in the basement. I I get my my news from the one credible source on planet Earth that can't be tamed. Mm. Fucking Papa Lex, Alex Jones. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I get my news. Papa Lex and uh, Facebook comment section. There is is no better place to get your news than... And your local local rant and rave Facebook group. That's where I get my news. Was Dan really in Thailand at the beginning of the podcast, or was he at CIA school? Where, I don't, CIA school. Do we know for sure? Well, I was in. Did we know for I sure? was in Thailand with Dan. Yeah, I mean, Braden was. Then Braden was in CIA school with me. Ah. No, after the fact. I'm talking about when the podcast first started. When Braden was here, mm. he was planted there to meet Braden in Thailand. It's all unfolding oh, right dude, before our it's all eyes. Fucking, it's all part of it. Wow. Guys. It's all come crumbling down. <laughs> Anyways, why don't we? I'm made. I'm made. Extraction now. <laughs> uh, Family Jewels has like dozens of cases of the CIA, you know, that should that were illegal, kind of, or at least right. on there within the gray well, the area. Whole, the whole church. That was the whole point of like the church committee, yeah. like the church committee, and then there was one other. Inve- there's like two or three more investigations into speci- like specific stuff in the that came out during the Family Jewels. There was there were tons of other subsequent investigations. Yeah, the church committee, a.k.a. Operation Oversight. Yeah, (laughs) but that's why, and that's what ended up establishing the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence Services. Like, that's now you have publicly elected officials who are put on that committee so to oversee how many, there's more checks how many the CIA. publicly how many elected saying, of the only two, there's probably only two you could choose from <laughs> that were paid for by parties that have huge corporations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's I mean, all fair Dan, and above board now. You're selling it. Dan's three letters. It, CIA's Dan. three letters. That's fucking yeah, all yeah, coming that, together, yeah, boys. That, 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 that checks it. out. That yeah. checks out. I'd say so D-A-N, too. CIA. Hey, that's uh, it. Mm, busted. We went on our own, like more of an opinion based at the end, but there was dozens of times that you can look up at the CIA. You know, they're crossing the line or at least in the gray area. And did that continue on? Probably not in the same facet because Dan just said there is more checks and balances now for these agencies. Hopefully, yeah. I hope. back then was we said it, it's it was the wild, it's the wild west. west. They yeah. were they were kind of making up the rules as they went along, and yeah, they've reined in a lot of this stuff. But there's still shit that, uh, but they've definitely probably gotten better at operating in those gray areas. Well, well uh, like we'll get to the NSA stuff another time because that's like the modern yeah. day version. Of, that's the fun stuff. That's, that's fucking fun. crazy as well. It's fucking. Uh, bananas you can, I mean, go, you can hello, go all day nsa officer who's listening to us right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no word of a lie yeah, his name's dan you no. want to know why dan uses a green screen because if he turns it off it's just you just see all the cia offices all the cia recording guys like back there yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh no this mm-hmm. week's theory of the week andrew i think andrew liked it the most so let's let him oh, take it dude yeah how could you not <laughs> uh this this week's theory of the week is jared birch with his Honestly, he, everybody got a part of this meme, but he's winning it strictly because of Braden. So he's got everybody as Power Rangers when they're getting ready to morph. 
and it's got Braden hold up his fucking little, what do you call it? A morpher? I forget what they're called. Yeah, morpher. He's holding up and basically his, his animal Braden, his animal that he morphs into his Megazord is a peacock. <laughs> and that has never been more true on the planet ever. <laughs> everybody look at me. I'm a fucking peacock. I'm going to talk louder than everybody. Just pay attention to me. Braden. Braden. Perfect. I wasn't impressed. That's pretty funny. I, it, um, it was funny. Uh, Jared, Jared Birch, I, that wasn't my vote, but hey, congratulations. Okay, well, how about this? <laughs> Dan, what, you know what? You know what Dan's fucking Zord is? It's a Maester Dawn. Maester Dawn. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, that was pretty funny. That's fucking hilarious. That was pretty good. Uh, Zell's is a monkey, which yeah, that would make sense to me. And I'm the white mongoose. The white mongoose. Or, I'm the white long goose, actually. Long goose. <laughs> Might have been a typo. Hey, I'm not that's sure. A, that's <laughs> a typo. I'll take it. Yeah, that was great. I mean, it should be short goose, but yeah, that fucking that meme is awesome. We'll make sure cool. Braden and Andrew like are putting together like memes and fan submissions of the week every week, so you can find them on our socials or yeah, on the Facebook on, group. The the Instagram one is uh, you know it's funny. I didn't actually mean to do this, but uh, actually, actually, I did mean to do this. <laughs> It's funny. I added it. Did you, Did you it? notice that? I added it. No, I left it out. Oh. <laughs> I knew you left it out. I went in and added the picture after your post. <laughs> so it's in there right now. Fuck well, it. these guys always, it, it's not my fault. I'm such excellent fodder for everyone to do me. I'm such a muse that everyone can, I inspire so many people to be creative and make artwork about me. <laughs> And, and, you know, hundreds of thousands of years after right. today, we'll find statues of Braden. Yes. Well, you already do. Look in the past, style. Same body type. But the. I mean, you can keep the, the, the fucking Greek statues are perfectly proportionate already. Yeah. So give them a these, little fig fucking leaf. These guys uh, always give me a hard time making fun of me when I post stuff like that. I'll, I'll do like a meme roundup and I'll grab like the favorite ones and they're like, oh, you just grab the ones that you just you. I'm like, well, no, it's, <laughs> I'm like, it's literally everyone's making fun of me the whole time. So I already posted a couple more about me. So I was like, all right, I'll throw these guys a bone. I'll leave out the, the, the power ranger one of me. Yeah. Right. You just hated being a peacock dude. The minute I posted in the group, you're like, you didn't even acknowledge it. Everybody else is like, yeah, that's gold. Form of peacock. <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. Oh, that's good shit. See you, buddy. Awesome. All right. It's all right. If you're not already, and you want to support your boys, support your favorite show, head over to patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast. Access to the live stream, Discord, bonus episodes, and also bonus shows now. Kind of separate mm -hmm. shows yeah. forming on the old Patreon feed there. This week's newest supporters Lazy Viking 9 or Preston. Wanted to put both his names in there. Full, full year pledge by Tony Burns, Briar Rideout, Zach Thorne, Jess, Michael, Christina Jordan with the Ron Pond approved pledge, That Mac, oh yeah. Gooch, Nasty Funk. Interesting. <laughs> Take care of that. I like it. Uh, Jack Nasty and Elaine Tremblay. Thank you very much for supporting the show. And as we always say, keep those eyes on the sky. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> Peacock! Peacock! Peacock!